Welcome to another installment of Everything NHL, the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. So, Hey, what's up, man? So today we're uh, going to go over the Metro Division preview, and then we'll kind of give our projected standings out as SM. All right, sounds good. Let's hop into it. There's lots to talk about for this division in both fantasy and in the standings. For sure. I guess we can start with um, Car- the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, they did a lot in the offseason, but why don't we start with um, forwards? Yeah, so looking at the Carolina Hurricanes for fantasy, uh, we'll start with their forwards. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, uh, he's the top center on this team. He's also the top fantasy option on this team. Uh, he's pretty much going in you know, first two rounds of drafts. That's so definitely where you want to take him. If he falls to the third round, you're getting a value with him. And then you got Andrei Svechnikov. I feel like he took a bit of a step back last year compared to the season before, but he's probably uh, one of those guys that, you know, if you grab him on the wing, he should be really solid. He's playing on that top line with Aho. You get that exposure as we talked about. And then you got Tovo Teravainen, who should be the third member of that line, barring uh, anything, uh, any setback, like an injury or something like he had last year. So these three guys should be your top options from this team. Uh, you also got uh, Marty Nachas. Uh, he had a breakout year last year. Um, he should be the fourth member of that number one power play <clears throat> in terms of forwards. Um, so, yeah, he should be getting some exposure to a lot of these top guys, especially on the power play. So you'll definitely want to tap into that with him. And then I have Vincent Trocek, who should be the center of the second line. He had a really good year for Carolina last year after coming from Florida. So he should be really solid again. And then the last forward I put, is Nino Niederreiter. I feel like he should be that uh, sixth member of that uh, top six forward group in Carolina. So I guess playing with a lot of these other more talented guys, uh, he should have some fantasy relevance as this team should be pretty high scoring. For sure. So I guess that can kind of be said for quite a few of these forwards. Um, since I guess all the forwards or all the lines are pretty good, there's going to be exposure for all the forwards. Yeah, I know even last year, people were dipping into their third line with guys like Jordan Stahl and others. So this team should be very talented offensively. So we'll definitely have to see as the season goes along. For sure. And I guess we can move on to defense then. Yeah, their defense took a bit of a hit. They lost Dougie Hamilton in free agency. He was a top three fantasy defenseman overall. Um, so I have Tony D'Angelo penciled in here. They pay him some money. He looks like he's going to be their main guy. He should play on their top power play. I guess it just depends with his off ice uh, issues. I know he's had a lot of locker room disagreements and different off ice things that he sort of, uh, I guess, used to sidetrack his uh, NHL career. Hopefully with Carolina, he gets things back on track. He's probably the most offensively talented defenseman on this team. So I have to give him the respect due to him and say that he should be the main option there. But if you draft him, just draft him with caution for sure. Um, And then you have Brett Pesci and Jacob Slavin. That's probably going to be the top pairing of defense. They're more defensive guys. I know Pesci is a bit more offense than Slavin does, but Slavin should get you better plus minus and probably some hits. So you can probably grab a couple categories off these two guys. I know Pesci should get you some assists. Um, He might sneak onto that second power play if Jake Gardner is not a main guy in the lineup uh i wouldn't consider gardner fantasy relevant because he just doesn't play enough but um yeah 
outside of Tony D'Angelo, it's really tough to find relevance on their defense for fantasy. So I guess for the Hurricanes, you won't really want to look too deep into them for defense. Probably add them as maybe your your fifth defenseman, a guy coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, and then outside of Tony D'Angelo, that's probably what I'd have to say. For sure. And uh, I guess we can move on to goalies. Yeah, two new goalies for them. Freddie Anderson, obviously, is going to be their starter coming from Toronto. Should be really solid. Should be one of the top 10 to 15 goalies taken off the board in my mind. Uh, and then you have uh, Antti Ranta. Um, obviously, he's had a poor injury history. Um, but, I mean, he is a solid goalie when he's in the lineup. He should be a great backup. You probably will get solid stats from him. So if you want to take a flyer on a third goalie, a guy who is going to get wins when he is in the lineup, Ranta would probably be a, a good place to look. So definitely uh, take a look at him for that. For sure. And um, what do you, how do you feel about the rookies on this team? Yeah, so it was tough for rookies for this team. I got two guys here that have a chance to jump into this lineup. This lineup is already really deep, but I'll just mention them. I'll start with uh, Jack Drury first. Um, he is a center. I believe he is related to um, GM of the Rangers, Chris Drury. Um, I, I think so. But um, yeah, it, he's probably one of the more talented guys coming in. Uh, they're probably going to give him the first look when it comes to, I guess, uh, young players and rookies in this lineup. And then you have Ryan Suzuki. He's probably the more talented of the two players, um, but I feel like that he might need another year to sort of develop. But yeah, if he comes into the lineup, he should be pretty fantasy relevant right away. Dynasty leagues, he should be owned right away the moment he steps into the lineup. And then uh, I guess regular redraft leagues, you just got to wait and see what kind of production he's going to give you. But yeah, those are probably the two main guys I'd look at. For sure. And I guess we can move on to uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, I guess, how do you feel about their forwards? Yeah, so um, I guess looking at the, the Blue Jackets, uh, they've really gone over a lot of change. And I guess moving back into the Metro division is going to be really tough for them. Um, they've lost a lot of their offensive talent, but they still have some decent pieces here. Uh, I'll just go through them. Of course, Patrick Line is here. He had a down year ever since coming from Winnipeg. Um, I guess if you draft him, you're just looking for a bounce back. You probably won't have to spend a lot for him. You might be able to get him in like the ninth or 10th round sometimes. So he'd probably slot in as maybe your fifth forward or something like that. So you're not paying too much for him. And if he has a bounce back, he's one of the better scorers in the league. So definitely take a look at him on the wing. Uh, you got Oliver Bjorkstrand, who was the best forward for the Blue Jackets last year. Plays on that right side, should be on that top line with line A most likely. So um, you definitely want to draft him to be somewhere in your forward lineup if you're looking at Blue Jackets. Uh, and then uh, Jake Voracek coming in that trade with Philadelphia. Um, if one of those two wingers is not on the top line, you probably will see Jake Voracek on that top line. He's still a solid offensively talented player. Uh, even though he is a little bit older, but um, yeah, he should provide that spark, I guess, into their scoring. Um, their highest center in my mind is Jack Roslovic, of course, coming with Line a in that trade. Um, he's really developed into that top guy for them. So if you're looking for a center option from them, Roslovic is probably your best bet. And then um, I added one more name here, Gustav Nyqvist. Uh, he was injured the entire last season, but when he was healthy the year before, he was pretty productive for Columbus. So he's probably one of those like sleeper guys that you could probably take a look at. Um, but the, other than that, yeah, those are probably the forwards I look at for Columbus. For sure. And uh, how do you feel about their defense? 
Yeah, defense is a little tough. Obviously, they lose Seth Jones in the offseason. So Zach Wierenski definitely becomes their best option. I'd probably say take him in like the top 15, 20 defensemen in the entire league for fantasy. He's really solid. He'll score a lot of goals, even as a defenseman. Um, so definitely take a look at him. You got Adam Boquist coming the other way in that Seth Jones deal. Uh, hopefully he develops into that solid number two guy. I definitely think he he should. Um, so yeah, he'd be the next guy in line. And then another young guy there is Jake Bean coming from Carolina. Uh, they got a lot of good young defensemen. Uh, if you're looking, I guess, for guys that could grow into high-end level defensemen, look at Columbus. You'll get a lot of good young defensemen from them. For sure. And um, how do you feel about their goalies? Yeah, goaltending was solid a couple of years back, but this past season was a little shaky. Of course, you got Yoni Corpusalo and Elvis Merzlikin. They're pretty much splitting the duties there. I think Corpusalo was the better goalie a couple of years back, but it looks like Elvis uh, Merzlikin seems to be the better guy. Um, they probably will still split starts as they're both, uh, they both have around the same amount of experience. I think Corpusalo is a little bit more experienced. Uh, one of them might get traded midway through the season. So I guess just keep an eye on that. But other than that, um, you might just be going uh, to get averages from them. You probably won't be getting a lot of wins as I really don't project Columbus to be a high win team. For sure. And uh, I guess, how do you feel about their rookies? Okay, so I don't really see a lot of rookies uh, getting into this team, even though they are a young team. A lot of their young players have a lot of NHL experience already. Um, in terms of just playing rookies, uh, you got Igor uh, Chinakov. I believe he was drafted a couple years back. There's a chance he gets into the lineup. And then uh, Gregory Hoffman, I added him here. I believe he's over the rookie eligible age, but he's technically an NHL rookie, meaning that he's never uh, played uh, in the NHL for a full season. So um, I put those two guys down as guys you can look at. I probably wouldn't draft them in redraft leagues. Um, Chinnikov, definitely draft him in, in Dynasty and then probably take a look at Greg Hoffman. There's a chance that he gets playing time. But yeah, uh, not a lot of rookies, but there's a lot of solid young players. Like I talked about Jake Bean. I talked about Adam Boquist and Jack Roslevic. And you might even see guys like Liam Foodie and Eric Robinson and some of those guys like Stan Lind. Uh, they already have NHL experience, but they are pretty young. So you might want to take a look at those guys as well. For sure. And I guess we can uh, move on to New Jersey. Um, I guess, how do you feel about their forwards? Yeah, there's a handful of forwards here. A lot of them, they don't produce enough, in my opinion. Um, I'll start with Jack Hughes, though. It looks like he had a breakout last year. Uh, it looks like he should be the top scoring option for this team. He was taken first overall in the 2018 draft, obviously. So he's got a high draft pedigree. Um it looks like he's turning into their top offensive weapon. So you probably want to capitalize on that. It looks like he can play wing eligibility also. So that's definitely a bonus for him. And then you got captain Nico Heischer. Obviously he went first overall. I believe it was 26, uh, 2017. I believe he went first overall. So uh, yeah, another high-end draft pick. Uh, he was pretty banged up last couple of years. You definitely hope for a healthy season from him and he should produce as well. Uh, you got uh, Igor Sharangovich. It uh, looks like he's going to be one of the best uh, wingers for this team. Got a lot of good young wingers. Um, Pavel Zaka also and Yane Kokonen. Um, probably out of those three, uh, you could take a flyer on either one of them. Uh, Zaka's more experienced uh, and he can also play center. Uh, the other two play on the wing, uh, Kukonen and Sharangovich. 
Um, you, I guess you're looking for the one that's going to play with Jack Hughes because they'll probably have the highest ceilings. Probably keep an eye on the, the lines there. Um, projected heading in uh, in training camp and then maybe uh, do your fantasy draft after that and maybe you might want to grab one of those uh, couple wingers uh, late in your draft. For sure. And I guess, uh, how do you feel about their defense? Well, like I mentioned, they got Dougie Hamilton now. He's like a top three fantasy defenseman. Obviously, I think his production will come down a bit in New Jersey as they're more of a defensive team. But I don't think you should be leaving him uh, out to dry on the draft board. You should be grabbing him when you can. Uh, he's defensive depth for you for your team. So definitely should be taken in the top 10 defensemen, possibly even the top five this year. Um, you got Ty Smith as well. He was a rookie last year. He was really solid. If he finds playing time with Dougie Hamilton, his value should go through the roof. So probably grab him while you can late in drafts. And then I put PK Subban there because he has a great offensive history. Um, it just hasn't worked out well for him in New Jersey. Hopefully he can find that offensive touch. And he's probably that third guy that they're going to be relying on. So yeah, those are the three defensemen I have. For sure. And I guess, uh, how do you feel about their goalies? Goaltending actually got pretty solid for them. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, he's a young goalie, but he seems to be pretty solid. He seems to be playing really well for them. Uh, obviously, you might not get as many wins uh, from him or, or shutouts playing for New Jersey, but the averages should be pretty decent. And I'll say the same thing about Jonathan Bernier. Uh, I don't know if I would draft him, but I guess he's a guy on the waiver wire that if you need a solid start in terms of averages, you could probably pick him up and start him. For sure. And I guess, uh, how do you feel about their goalies? Oh, they're, they're rookie. I think you mean rookies. I mean, they're rookies, my bad. Yeah, I'll get to rookies. Uh, Nolan Foote, uh, it, looks, he, it looks like he's the top prospect winger coming up for them. Um, I didn't put um, Alex Holtz because there's no guarantee that he'll come to the NHL this year, but it looks like Nolan Foote will be that guy that might get playing time for them. So I guess just keep an eye on him. Dynasty Leagues, he should be drafted for sure. And then I got Marion Studnik here. He's also a forward for them. He's a solid prospect. He's another guy that could find his way into the lineup this season. So I like those two guys. Um, and yeah, if Alexander Holt somehow comes to the NHL and makes the lineup, he'd probably be a top six forward for them right away. So I'd like him as well, but I'm going to go with both Foot and Studnik uh, for this. For sure. And I guess we can move on to the New York Islanders. Um they went really far in the playoffs. So I guess, what do you think about their forwards? Yeah, they're another one of these defensive teams. It's hard to find a lot of solid options, but I did find some. Obviously, Matthew Barzell is probably going to be drafted as like a top 15 center in fantasy. He's pretty much as solid as it gets when it comes to the New York Islanders. Uh, then you got Anders Lee, um, probably playing with him on the left wing. Obviously, he missed most of the end of last season with an injury. Um, I don't know his timetable for return. Uh, it is possible that he does return to start this coming season. So that's going to be a good thing if you draft him. And then I put Anthony Beauvillier. He was really solid, uh, especially in the fantasy playoffs last year. He's probably one of the more talented wingers that they have. And he's one of the younger wingers they have as well. So definitely if you want a young guy that can sort of increase um, his potential, definitely target a guy like Beauvillier. Um, and then I put Josh Bailey and Brock Nelson because they've been two solid forwards uh, in fantasy for the Islanders. Um, the only issue I have is if when the Islanders go on those like uh, droughts uh, partway through the season, uh, a lot of times you're not going to get a lot of production from them. So outside of the top three guys, um, it's really tough to be drafting forwards from this team. But definitely if they're on the waiver wire, you can definitely take a look at them. 
And yeah, that's pretty much what I have for forwards. I could have included Wallstrom, but there's no guarantee he plays on the top two lines. So yeah, I just went with these guys. For sure. Um, I guess uh, defense is probably going to be more of their strength, but what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's their strength in terms of defensive numbers, but in terms of fantasy, it's really tough to find value here. Uh, probably Ryan Pollock is probably your best option. He, I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing on the top power play now that Nick Letty's gone. Uh, he seems to have a pretty good shot as well, and he gets hit. So uh, that's definitely something you want to look for when you're drafting him. I put Noah Dobson here because it looks like he's the more offensively talented defenseman on this team. Um, so if you're looking for like a, a fifth or sixth defenseman for your team, you can probably go after Dobson. He should be there in the draft. And then I threw Adam Pellick on the board because he's their like main defenseman in terms of minutes. Uh, he's very defensive, but there is a chance that uh, he could break out offensively if he's given, um, I guess, the opportunity to do so. So I just threw his name up there because they use him a lot, uh, but he is more defensive. For sure. And uh, I guess what are your thoughts on their goalies? Yeah, um, it seems like the fantasy community is really high on these two goalies. Um, I'm high on them in terms of, uh, you know, you want to get them on your team. Um, they have solid averages. I don't know if their win totals are going to be as high as other goalies because they are splitting. Um, so you're mostly going to target them probably for averages. You might get some shutouts as well. Uh, you have Simeon Varlamov, who's been solid ever since he's got to the New York Islanders. And then you have Ilya Sorokin, who was a rookie last year and played really well. Um, I think there's a chance that Sorokin could take over the number one job this year, um, being their sort of goalie of the future. So I guess if you want to invest in that, I'd probably draft Sorokin maybe higher than Varlamov, uh, sort of as that kind of play. Oh, um, I'm projecting him to be the starter by the end of this year. So, um, yeah, you can definitely try something like that. I think Sorokin's appeal is a little bit better than Varlamov's as well, just because you're getting him later in drafts uh, from what I've seen. And yeah, if he ends up being that number one guy, he's going to get more starts. So you definitely want to tap into that. For sure. And um, what are your thoughts on the rookies on this team? Yeah, so for rookies, there weren't a lot. They've signed a lot of veterans and brought them back recently. So I went with um, Otto uh, Koigula. Um, I believe he is a rookie heading into next season. He's a forward. So um yeah, he could find his way into the lineup. Also, I put Simon Holmstrom. It looks like they're bringing him up from the uh, American Hockey League minor league team. So, yeah, one of these two guys might crack the lineup. And if they sort of give an offensive spark to this Islanders team, then probably you can take a look at them on the waiver. But uh, I guess outside of that, you, you can look at them in dynasty leagues if you want, but or else I'd probably avoid them on draft day. All right. And I guess we can move on to the other team in New York, the Rangers. Um, they seem to have a lot of um, forwards that you can pick. Yeah, this was a tough list to make. Uh, so I just probably put their top six projected. Uh, Artemi Panarin, obviously people are drafting him in the first round. They're drafting him early second round. He's really solid. He's one of the best left wings in the league, probably a top three left wing. So definitely want to take a look at him. You got Mika Zibanejad. He's their number one center. Um, when he gets going in games, he can score like five points a night. Like he's that kind of like energy player for them. You just got to watch for his cold streaks as they get really cold, but he's very offensively talented. So he should be targeted probably as your number one or number two center on your fantasy team. Uh, and then you got Chris Kreider there on the wing. Um, he's probably the longest tenured New York Ranger now. And he's 
still very fast, very solid. He's in his mid to late twenties and he's still playing. So um, yeah, you can definitely get him in fantasy. I believe he gets hits as well. So you're definitely getting a well-rounded player if you're drafting Kreider. So he's really good. Um, I got uh, Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere. They're two most recent high-end draft picks. Obviously, uh, as of right now, they haven't panned out as much offensively. Uh, it's going to be Caco's third year and Lafreniere's second year. So it looks like they're going to try and take that next step forward. So if you want to sort of uh, capitalize on that jump, you got to draft them this year and sort of expect them to take that jump. Both of them should be playing in the top six. There's no question about that. So they'll be getting the minutes. Now it's just time for them to produce. And then I got Ryan Strom, who's their second line center. Um, honestly, you benefit from drafting him just because he has that exposure with guys like Panarin and Chris Kreider and those guys. That's the reason you're drafting Strom. Um, he's, he's a pretty average center he'd probably be a third line center on another team but uh i guess with what he's shown in terms of chemistry with these top end guys he is getting second line minutes in new york so you might as well just draft him in fantasy just to capitalize off that for sure and i guess we can uh, move on to defense um what are your thoughts on the defense okay so we'll start off with adam fox obviously one defenseman of the year last year in the nhl it's one of the best defensemen. You're probably taking him top 10 or 15 in fantasy. Uh, it's pretty straightforward with him. And you got Keandre Miller. I know he's a little defensive, but he does have that offensive upside he can step into. It's only his second season this year. So um, he really can take that step forward. So you might want to try and capitalize on that. Maybe take him as kind of a sleeper. And I put Jacob Truba there. Obviously, he hasn't been as healthy recently, but he still has uh, the offensive gifts. So... Um, yeah, he should be, you know, solid third, fourth, maybe fifth guy for you in fantasy. Uh, and if this Rangers club is going to be really high scoring, he should um, end up capitalizing off that. For sure. And um, what are your thoughts on their goalies? Yeah, their goaltending, it's young, but it's pretty solid. You got you know, Igor Shesterkin. I think he's being taken as like a top 10 or 12 goalie in fantasy right now. People have high expectations for him. Then you got backup Alexander Georgiev, uh, who when he's called, when he's been called upon to play, he's been really solid. So um, Shesterkin, you could probably take him as your number one or number two goalie. And then maybe Georgiev, either maybe take him as your number three, maybe grab him off the waiver wire or something like that. That's probably my advice with these goalies. For sure. And um, what are your thoughts on the rookies? Yeah, so for rookies, I put Vitaly Kravtsov. I'm pretty sure he's still rookie eligible. Uh, he might not be, but he's one of those talented forwards that if either Lafreniere or Kako doesn't pan out this year, he could end up jumping them and getting into that top six forward group. He's a really solid forward, uh, one of their better prospects, so I like him. And I put Nils Lundqvist on there. Um, just because he's one of these young defensemen coming up for them. They have so many good young defensemen. The three I just mentioned, Fox, Miller, and Truba, they're all really solid young defensemen. They're just adding to that young defensive core with really solid guys. And I think Nils Lundqvist is going to be that next guy. For sure. And I guess we can move on to the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, they didn't do their best last year, but they still have a pretty um, deep lineup. So what are your thoughts on their forwards? Yeah, if you're drafting players from the Flyers, most of them you're going to be looking to get a bounce back season from. So just keep that in mind. Uh, you got Claude Giroux here. Obviously, um, 
he's gotten, whether it's close to or over 100 points before in a season, that was more in his prime. Now he's a little past his prime, but he's still going to be their uh, top scorer, most likely. He's going to play on that top line. He is their captain, so definitely take a look at him for fantasy. Uh, you got Sean Couturier here. He's their number one center. Uh, he pretty much covers every category in fantasy. If you draft him, you shouldn't be worried. He's probably their top forward now, most likely. Um, and then you got Travis Konechny, who was really solid the last couple of years, except for this past year. He sort of had a down year. Should be able to bounce back this year, especially if he plays on that top line with Giroux and Couturier. Then I've got Kevin Hayes, their second line center, who's just really solid. Uh, he can pretty much chip in in different categories for you. Um, he's a lot of times plays like their best player uh, on the ice. So you definitely want to get all the fantasy stats you can from him. Then I put Joel Farabee. Obviously he just got a new contract this week. That's one of the, the items that happened in the news around the league. He got a, I believe it was a five-year deal or something like that. Like he got a pretty good contract. I don't, I don't know how many years it was, but yeah, it looks like they're really investing into him for their future. So I really like Joel Farabee as a winger. And then Cam Atkinson's here, obviously, in that trade with Columbus. They're going to be giving him ice time. They actually paid a price to get him. They traded Jake Voracek. So, um, yeah, he should be getting into that top six. He should be getting points for you. So definitely take a look at him for fantasy. For sure. And um, what are your thoughts on their defense? Yeah, their defense is pretty offensively talented, actually. Um, uh, Ivan Provorov, I know he had a rough year last year, but normally this guy can put up the points. He should be playing top power play for them. Should be getting a lot of the, the top end minutes for them as well. Um, he definitely should have a bounce back here. I guess he's one of those guys you can grab him as like your second defenseman on your team, maybe your third defenseman, and then just sort of put him in there and he should be a lot better this year. Um, then you got Ryan Ellis who came in that trade with from Nashville. He's also really solid offensively. So there's two guys right there. And then Rasmus Ristolainen, and another guy that came in a trade from Buffalo. I know his plus minus has hurt people over the years in fantasy, but uh, with the Flyers, it definitely should improve. And he definitely should get a lot more offensive opportunities. So I definitely like him as well. For sure. And um, what are your thoughts on the goalies? All right. So for goalies, Carter Hart's their starter. He's their main guy. I know he sort of stepped back last season a little bit in terms of his play. But I definitely think this is the perfect season for him to bounce back. Uh, so definitely he's going lower than he was last year. So definitely take advantage of that. If you can get him as your third goalie, that'll be a bonus because he is going to be the starter and he's going to be getting games for you. So definitely take advantage of that. Um, and then I also wrote down Martin Jones. They got him in the offseason. I know he hasn't been great the last couple of years, but I mean, if he's just playing a backup role, uh, he's one of those guys you can grab off the waiver for a start against an easy team if they're playing like a Columbus or like a Buffalo, uh, a type of squad that you know they probably can beat. Then you you go ahead and pick up Martin Jones if he's starting, and he should be really solid for you. For sure. And um, what do you think about the rookies? All right, so for rookies, I don't believe Morgan Frost is rookie eligible, but he's barely played in this lineup, so I'm just going to put him down. He's the main forward that's going to step into this lineup. I really like his upside. There's a chance he could become fantasy relevant later in the year. So especially in dynasty leagues, he should be owned. And I guess in redraft leagues, just put him on your watch list or something. And then I put Cam York here. He's their up and coming young defenseman. Um, there is a chance he gets into playing time this year as a rookie. Um, and I really like, um, I guess, his upside. So if he somehow gets like top four minutes, that's probably the only way I would target him in fantasy or else probably just dynasty leagues. 
For sure. And I guess uh, now we can move on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, they were the division um, winners last season, but um, what are your thoughts on their forwards? I know they were division winners, but technically it wasn't the Metro division. It was actually called the East division last year because they were all jumbled because of the whole border thing. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, they have a lot of solid forwards. I'll go through their six main guys that I like. Um, Sidney Crosby, obviously, he's been doing it for years. He contributes in every category for you in fantasy except for hits. So you're getting extreme value from him. Um, Evgeny Malkin, pretty much the same thing. He might have a few more hits than Crosby. My only issue with him is that he has been injury prone over the past few seasons. So when you're drafting him, you just got to expect him to miss some games. So make sure you have some solid centers behind him. I put Jake Gensel there. He's their best goal scorer on the wing. Uh, he plays with Sidney Crosby. The chemistry is clearly there. If you've got any player playing with Crosby, um, that's a bonus. And I'll just mention Brian Rust as well. That's the third member of that line with Crosby and Gensel. Uh, you get guys playing with Crosby. He elevates their play. We saw how fantasy relevant Brian Rust was last year. I believe he was a top 100 player in Yahoo category leagues. He pretty much chipped in almost every category. So you definitely want a piece of this Penguins offense for sure. Um, I put Kasperi Kapan in here because it looks like he will play with Evgeny Malkin. And uh, he has been solid ever since he came from Toronto. So I definitely like his upside as a young forward. And then I put Jeff Carter here because he was lights out when he came from L.A. I know he's in his mid-30s, but he still is going to be productive for this team. He'll be getting second unit power play minutes. Um, yeah, he's just too solid to ignore. So if he's not single center eligibility, if he has some wing eligibility, you definitely want to tap into that for sure. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their defense? Um, for defense, I just put two players that I really liked. Chris Letang, he should be a top 15 def defenseman in fantasy like he is every year. He was healthier last season, which is really encouraging. I know he's had a history of not being really healthy, but last year he seemed pretty good. So hopefully he can keep that up. And then I put John Marino here. Um, he's still on the young end. Um, you definitely could see a breakout from him. It is possible if he gets a larger role. So definitely keep an eye out for that. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their goalies? All right. So for goalies, Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith. Jari's still going to be the starter, even though he sort of had that collapse in the playoffs. Uh, he had a strong regular season. So I think they wanted to stick with him. Uh, Casey DeSmith is actually a solid third goalie for you in fantasy. Just because Pittsburgh, they're a strong team, and when he steps in the goal, he usually plays pretty well. So you should be getting wins from him when he plays, especially against softer matchups, and his averages should be really good. So Jari is probably a top 20, top 25 goalie. And then DeSmith is probably one of those guys that you might want to add on your bench or something like that. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their rookies? All right, so for rookies, I put Drew O'Connor first. He seems like the most talented offensive prospect that they have that could be coming in. Um, I really like his upside. Obviously, I didn't put Angelo because he has played a lot of NHL games. He's not a rookie anymore, as he'd probably be the most likely winger to get in. But Drew O'Connor is probably up there. So probably just put him on your watch list or something and take a look at him. And here's a, a rookie that I would suggest that you draft even in redraft leagues, and that's Pierre-Olivier Joseph. He's a defenseman for this team. I think he got into maybe a handful of games last year, but I still believe he's rookie eligible. So if you need a defenseman late in the drafts, go ahead and just take this guy. He should be really solid for you, and there's a possibility he could become maybe the second highest scoring defenseman on this team behind Latang. So, yeah, he's definitely a guy you want to tap into. For sure. And I guess we can move on to... 
another heavy hitter in this division, um, the Washington Capitals. Uh, what are your thoughts on their forward situation? Yeah, so for fantasy, you got a lot of solid forwards on this team. You got Alex Ovechkin, who's pretty much one of the best category coverage forwards in the history of fantasy hockey. This guy will cover goals, assists, points, power play, plus minus, shots, um, yeah, everything, hits. Like this guy just pretty much does it all. There's not uh, really more of a solid fantasy winger than Alex Ovechkin. So definitely if he's there in your draft, he's 100% a guy you should be taking. Um, and you got center Nicholas Backstrom and other center Evgeny Kuznetsov. They're probably the next two good options on this team. Uh, I know Kuznetsov has played with Ovechkin lately, but Backstrom still gets that power play exposure. So you definitely want to tap into either one of the ones that you can get from those two. And then I put Anthony Mantha there. He came in that trade from Detroit. I really liked his upside when he came to Washington. He's going to be on one of the top two lines as a winger, playing with one of those two centers. So you're definitely going to get production from him. I put TJ Oshie there. He's been solid ever since he's been in Washington. Whether he plays first line or second line, he's always been producing. Uh, you can draft him in fantasy, put him in your right wing spot, and pretty much just forget about it. He's that solid. And then last but not least, I had to include Tom Wilson. He is a top six forward. He does take it too far sometimes on the ice, but when he is in the lineup, he's a very solid fantasy player because he covers almost every category. He plays almost every situation on the ice. So he's probably a top 100 fantasy player if he plays the whole season, but that's the main question mark with him. Is he going to end up playing the whole season? And yeah, that's pretty much their forward group for me. Yeah. I feel like um, Tom Wilson might be a little bit of um a risk so i'm not sure about i guess drafting him too early if that makes sense yeah so if he's going outside the top 100 take him if he's going inside the top 100 i guess probably be a little bit more like temper your expectations a little bit if you don't have any solid wingers ahead of him on your lineup probably don't draft it makes sense and i guess we can move on to um defense what are your thoughts yeah i'll start with john carlson he's like a top three fantasy defenseman every year overall in the league like this guy just scores he just plays with some of the top players on this team on the power play um some people thought he should have won defenseman of the year in 2020 obviously that went to roman yossi from nashville but he was right up there with him i think he even had more points than yossi so yeah he's gonna get you points this is fantasy if he's there on the board he should be the top defenseman on your team and then um yeah let me get to dimitri orlov first uh, he's sort of that secondary scoring guy as well as Justin Schultz. I just included both of them because I don't know which one's going to get more offensive time for this team. Uh, they both should be draftable, though. You should probably have both of them in your top four defense, maybe your top five, then you'll be really solid. But yeah, I like both of them as well. For sure. And um, what are your thoughts on the goalie? Yeah, so their goalies are interesting. You have Ilya Samsonov, who I believe should be the starter this year. Then you got uh, Vitek Vanacek, who was a very solid backup for them last year as a rookie. So I think if you draft either of these two guys as part of your top three, it is solid. You probably take Samsonov as your number two uh, goalie, and then maybe you take Vanacek as like your number three. You can pair them up if you want, because Washington should be really solid this year. You should be getting a lot of wins. So uh, they're a good um, goalie tandem to sort of handcuff. But if you only want to take one, then that's where I suggest you draft them. Maybe Samsonov is your second guy, and then maybe Vanacek is like your third guy. For sure. And um, what are your thoughts on the rookies on this team? 
Yeah, so there's one main guy here. It's Connor McMichael. Uh, he was drafted pretty high a couple years back. Uh, if he cracks this lineup, he's going to be a solid winger for this team. Uh, yeah, he has the offensive talent to do it. Um, so if he makes it out of training camp, you should be uh, drafting this guy in the late rounds, maybe projecting a breakout. If you don't feel comfortable about it, then maybe just put him on your watch list and pick him up off the waiver wire. Dynasty leagues, he's must own for sure. For sure. And uh, that about, I guess, wraps up our preview of the Metro division. So I guess now we can kind of start on, I guess, projected standings. Um, I guess we can uh, go by threes. So we'll, we'll each give like, for example, our top three, then our next three, if that makes sense. Sounds good. Yeah. So I guess I'll start with my um, top three. So I have um, Pittsburgh, Carolina and the Washington Capitals. Um, Pittsburgh and Carolina, they were both um, winners of their respective divisions last year. So I felt like they probably have a chance to do that again. So I put them at one and two. And the Washington Capitals, they're also a really strong team. They finished second in the East Division, if I'm not mistaken, last year. So I put them at third. And I guess I'll go to you. Yeah, um, I have the same three teams, but just in a different order. I put Washington at number one. I think the reason is because they were about to win their division last year, but they had so many injuries. They had COVID issues. They had so many different issues that, I mean, they still finished second in their division, which was pretty impressive either way. But I feel like that they could have been uh, that first place team if they hadn't gone through all that. So I am going to take them um, to finish first. They're pretty solid. They barely lost any players, um, if anything. Uh, and they got a, like I mentioned, a solid rookie coming in. So yeah, this is a solid team. They've always been solid during regular season. So I like Washington at number one. I put Pittsburgh at number two, just because they're another one of those teams that doesn't um, falter in the regular season. Obviously in the playoffs recently, they haven't played as well, but Pittsburgh, they're a team you can pretty much just lock and load into a playoff spot. They're just that solid. Um, I put Carolina at three, I guess, you know, all the changes they've made. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of them. Obviously, they're still a solid team. You can't knock them for that. But, I mean, losing guys like Nadelkovic and Dougie Hamilton, some of these guys, it's going to hurt a little bit. I don't know if they're going to get first place. Uh, they might drop down to second or third. So, yeah, I did put them at number three. For sure. And I guess I'll move on to four, five, and six. Um, I feel like four, five, and six are pretty interchangeable. It's kind of hard to tell who's going to. Um, come out where but I just decided to put um, New York Islanders at fourth Rangers at five and uh, Philadelphia at six I, Islanders I put at fourth mainly because of how far they went in into the playoffs but when it went to came to their regular season they ended up um, being fourth and um, I feel like that's most likely uh, where they would be if they're um, going to be at the top of these um, three teams and I put the Rangers at fifth mainly because um, they had a pretty solid season, but they were just kind of shy of the playoffs. And for Philadelphia, um, they could do a lot better. They could end up getting um, fourth, but I just wasn't too sure about how they would do. So I just put them at sixth. Yeah, I have the exact same th three teams as you, um, except in a different order. I put Philadelphia at fourth. I feel like they just had a down year. I feel like all the changes they made were really solid as well. Um, they definitely have a chance to get that fourth spot. But like you mentioned, it's pretty much interchangeable between these three teams. I got the Islanders at fifth. Obviously, starting 13 straight games on the road uh, at the beginning of the season is not going to help their record. 
Um, plus the fact that, like you mentioned, they're a solid playoff team, but in the regular season, they just seem to struggle a little bit. Um, I guess just getting to the playoffs in the first place. So um, there is a chance they still get in from the fifth spot. So I do have them at fifth. And then I put the Rangers at six just because they're really going to need to take that step forward if, they, if they're if really going to, you know, um, move ahead of these two teams. But honestly, they could be fourth. Um, they could jump both the Islanders and the Flyers, in my opinion, if they really take that step forward. So it's going to be tough to see between these three teams. They're probably going to be battling it out for those final uh, one or two playoff spots with teams from the other division, like maybe a Boston or someone like that, maybe a Montreal. Um, so yeah, those are sort of the, the, the order I have, I put flyers, Islanders, and then Rangers four to six. For sure. And I guess I'll move on to the last two. So I have, uh, Columbus blue jackets and New Jersey. Um, I feel like, um, they're both going to be at the bottom. It's just kind of not too sure where, but I feel like Columbus did a little bit better than New Jersey last season. So I decided to put Columbus um, over New Jersey for this list as well. You're right. They're both interchangeable. I went the opposite. I went New Jersey and then Columbus. I feel like New Jersey's sort of on the upswing and Columbus might have a setback. That's the only reason why I did it. But you wouldn't be wrong if it went the other way, just because I feel like that it could go that way as well. So yeah, I went New Jersey and then I went Columbus. So my total order is uh, Washington first, Pittsburgh second, Carolina third, Philadelphia fourth, New York Islanders fifth, New York Rangers sixth, New Jersey Devils seven, and Columbus Blue Jackets are eighth. For sure. And my list is uh, Pittsburgh Penguins first, Carolina second, Washington third, Islanders fourth, Rangers fifth, uh, Philadelphia sixth, Columbus seventh, and New Jersey eighth. And uh, that about wraps up the projected standings portion. And uh, do you have any final thoughts? This division is really tough to project. Um, I know we said that about the Atlantic, but I feel like this one's even tougher to project than the Atlantic. We kind of know who the top four teams in that division are, and then we kind of know who the bottom four. But in this division, it's just so tough. There's like six teams that really could make the playoffs in this division. And there's going to be two teams that we're, we're surprised with that don't make the playoffs. I mean, we don't know whether one of those top three teams could take a step back this year. We just don't know. It, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. Obviously for me, the Islanders are taking that step back. I guess for you, um, you're more, uh, I, I guess you're more thinking that the Rangers don't take that step forward, if that makes sense. So I think both of us are thinking that. Um, it's just really tough to say, honestly, uh, Philadelphia could have that bounce back, but maybe they don't. So it's just so many different variables for this division. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. Yeah, I feel like this division is going to be the most um, up in the air. I think even when the season starts, we're not going to know. We're just going to have to watch the entire entire season to figure out who makes it. Yeah, this division and the central division, too, for sure. I, I'd probably say that. I think we're, we're going to be previewing the central division next week. So we'll definitely see how jumbled that division is as well. But yeah, definitely the Metro is going to be really tough to predict. For sure. And I guess that about um, wraps it up for everything NHL. Um, if you liked what you watched, you can subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, give us a like, give us a review. Um, give us your opinion on the Metro Division. Who do you think is um, your, I guess, uh, list from one to eight? And what are your opinions on the players from each team? Um, if you liked listening to us, you can follow us 
um, on Spotify, and you can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. And if you need some sports picks, you can follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.